You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. Thanks for tuning in to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm Bobby Lind, and today I'm interviewing my co-host, Kimberly Whitecamp, the customer loyalty copywriter. But before we get to that, this is our first episode, and you know our listeners get to uh, enjoy some of the podcasting mishaps that tend to happen in those first couple of episodes. Our podcasting mishaps? I think it should be our podcasting disasters. I'm not, you know, it's, it's so interesting, right? I, to, to prepare for this, if you will, this is the first podcast for both Bobby and I. And to prepare for this, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to listen to the first episode of all these really great and wonderful marketing podcasts. But the only ones I could find were like the founder of Copyblogger and the founder of Content Marketing Institute yeah, and the founder have... of Social Media Examiner. And I was yes. like, wow, all of those are wonderful podcasts. You should all listen to them. But ours is not going to be that polished. Just saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, and and I mean, really anytime you do something for the first time or even for the first time yourself, you know, you, you get you, you, you get those moments where you're just like, um, what am I going to say? Or you're a little bit rusty or sometimes you come across as, um, okay, maybe, maybe I'll ask this question. But you have those moments where you're just like, oh, this, 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 this is, um, we need, we need some polish. So thank you guys for listening and, and bearing with us through these first couple of episodes as we kind of find our podcasting feet and moving forward. So getting on to the real topic today, Kimberly, today's all about you. So let's dive into understanding who Kimberly Whitecamp, the customer loyalty copywriter, is. Hi, Bobby. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Not bad. The sun is shining for once, so that's kind of a nice change of pace. Yes, absolutely. So when we were, um, before we got started, we were talking about, you know, this customer loyalty copywriter and getting into some site audits. So talk to me about site audits and how you, how you handle them. So a lot of companies that I work with, a lot of my clients, they, they know something isn't working, but they're really not sure what. And usually they, they have this idea in their head that they're like, okay, you know what? I need to try XYZ method. And that's usually a new type of content, a new marketing strategy, whatever it is. They're like, oh, there's this new shiny thing in the distance. I need to try that. But what they're really not doing is they're not looking at what they already have in place and is it working or not. So I've gone through quite a few of my of my clients' websites. Now, I kind of look at basically everything that makes up the customer's journey through that site. Because when someone lands on your site, it's been proven through all the good studies or what have you that... When someone lands on your site, they're looking for something in particular. They may come back numerous times. They may go and check you out later. But that first time, they've got a purpose. They put a question into Google. They asked their phone. They said, hello, Siri. Had you do me a favor? Whatever it was, they're looking for something in particular. They need the question answered. They need it answered quickly. And they want to get the most valuable answer. And Google knows all of this, and that's kind of what affects your rankings. But it also uh, it affects how people interact on your site. And so many times when people land on a site, they're not sure if they're in the right place or not. 
I, I've lost track of the number of sites who have this beautiful image. It, it fills the whole screen. It looks nice and pretty. And someone's riding a horseback. And I'm like, is this a software company? I don't know. Is this for, you know, a hotel that, that's on a ranch? I have no idea. Because they're missing some key ingredients. So what I do when I do a side audit for my customers is I have a 35-point checklist uh, that I use to kind of plot out the customer's journey throughout all of their interactions with you. And it, it takes into effect not only uh, what you're seeing on the site, but also some things in the background. Like if they're finding you, are they finding you with the right terms? Are you getting found with the terms you want? So I do a little keyword research. Uh, I do stuff on you know the design and the layout of the site. How easy is it to navigate? How easy it is for them to find what they're looking for? And all of those things kind of tie in to whether or not someone's going to go forward with you. You know, we've got this really popular phrase that everyone loves to use now: that goldfish have a longer attention span than anyone on the internet. And then a recent talk I heard, um, that's not the case. The case is you need to give the experience that um, you need to give eight seconds of experience that then buys the next eight seconds and buys the next eight seconds. So you need to learn how to keep people's attention who land on your site for longer and longer periods. So that first eight seconds, yes, you have eight seconds for someone to realize if they're in the right place. If the answer is yes, they continue on. But if they can't answer that question, am I in the right place, in that eight seconds, then they leave. And they never come back. And that's kind of what I want to help my customers avoid, is not only making sure they get to your site, they know they're in the right place, but then building up that relationship so that they continue to come back, they continue to interact, and they become long-term fans. Oh, awesome. So what you're saying is that, even that first instance where you get to you get a customer to see who you are as a company is really where you start that customer loyalty customer relationship is is even as simple as I'm doing a Google search right absolutely I mean a lot of popular phrases out there about something like this you know never judge a book by its cover and you it's hard to overcome a first impression and that is the same online. If somebody lands on your site and you give them what they want, like you answer that immediate question, can you answer my question? You're already leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else because it's too much effort to hit the back button. But they'll hit that back button if you're not helping them, if you're giving them a poor first impression. If your site looks like a two-year-old designed it and they can't find the right button to click, they're going to leave. Or if your site looks like the ones that I had back in the early, early 2000s when GeoCities was still around. Scrolling marquee tasks, you know, flashing, all the the flashing. Yeah, if your website looks like that, um, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or call me. Uh, Because we have some long, long list of things to fix. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you get the customers that, they show up, they see, they get their questions answered. And, I'm, you know, there's, there's a wonderful process that you follow through with that. What are some of the next steps that you would take a company through to help them build that customer relationship from that first experience? So that first experience, um, one thing I, I always really emphasize and kind of point out to my clients is that while your homepage is like your storefront, 
uh, the internet does not operate like a brick and mortar. So you know what? People can come in the side window and it's not illegal. Uh, so if they're coming in <laughs> on a random blog post, if they're landing on a landing page from an ad, however they're coming to your site, it needs to answer that first impression. And then as soon as possible, you need to establish direct communication. Now, that doesn't mean that you're constantly sitting in front of your computer waiting for someone to land on your site and then searching their phone number or something and calling them up. No. What it means is you're giving them the opportunity to hear more from you. Okay? You're, you're giving them the opportunity to say, hey, I really like that information you provided me. I want more. And you and your customers and your audience and your market helps you decide what that next step looks like. So, you know, if someone comes in on a blog post and you sell a $50,000 product, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but no one is going to buy your $50,000 product from a single blog post. It's not going to happen. And that's yeah. kind of what you're in with a lot of software territories or the big ticket items. But they might be interested in something related to the topic they just read about, or they might be interested in getting more updates related to that topic, or they might be interested in setting up a call to talk about that topic for a free 15 minutes. You know, something like that. So everything um, after I go through a site audit, what I do for my clients is I, uh, I give them like a 15 to 20 page document of all the things on their site. So all of the things on their site that are working, the things that are opportunities for them to improve, because it's not about, oh, this this isn't working. It's failing. It's you have an opportunity to increase your interaction with with people who land on your site. And with that 20-page document, you basically have a framework for all the different things that you can improve. And then usually the next step after that is, okay, let's tackle the most important. So I look at your analytics. I look at your SEO. And based on that, I'll say, okay, so this page right here, this is where most people come in. And this is where you want to have the absolute best experience. And then you can move on to the next and to the next and to the next. And a huge part of that is you have that really great first impression on the website and then you take them off the website. You take them into an email list to where you can communicate with them more directly. They can get to know you and your company a little bit better without you constantly saying, hey, are you ready to talk yet? Because they may not be ready to talk yet. But an email sequence is a really great method for you to do all of that introduction stuff for them to build up that factor of no like and trust. And then when they're ready, they have the means to be like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand now. I, I want to talk to people. So you mentioned no like, and trust. We've heard that in many, many different areas and a lot of people will talk about it in, in, in the customer relationship building. What does no like, and trust look like? So no like, and trust is it's, it, it's, it's a little hard to describe, but basically uh, people don't buy from a company. Okay. Because a company is not going to answer their customer service calls. A company is not going to reconcile the bills. A company is not going to handle the return if it doesn't work out. A person is. So what you want to do to build that know, like, and trust is let people know your company values. Let people know your company story. Why did you get started? Why did you create the product you did? Why did you decide that you wanted to help more people like this? So many new uh, software companies and new coaching programs and all of these things that are, are very new and innovative, they get started because somebody saw something that wasn't working and they wanted to help. And I really like helping clients uh, figure out that story and help incorporate that story into their marketing 
so that when customers buy from somebody, like, a, you know, a really great example is Zappos, right? When it first started, everyone's like, oh, it's insane. No one's going to buy shoes online. But then they stuck to their company values. They stuck to their company culture. They stuck to uh, what they said people could expect from working with them. If you got those shoes and you didn't like them, you sent them back for free, you know, and you could continue to keep trying on new shoe styles. So when you say you're going to do something and then you do it, it builds so much trust and it lets people know about your company, what you stand for, and exactly why you're a better option than someone else. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of companies out there that'll push the unique selling proposition, but <clears throat> you get so many companies that don't do that even and setting themselves yeah. up and, and apart from everybody. Yeah, and a, a unique selling proposition is a, is a great first step for that because you want to be able to define exactly who you're helping. I mean, I a lot of uh, my clients are like, oh, well, I can help everyone. And I'm like, well, you can, but who are you best at helping? Who is going to benefit the most? And, you know, for example, I've written for um, hotels before. And it's like, okay, you, yes, everyone can stay at your hotel because you're located in a place where people are traveling. But who are you really great for? Are you really great for family trips? Are you really great for bachelorette parties? Are you really great for people who want to use you as a base to go hiking for five days? You know, what are you great for? And then you reach out to those people first because those are the ones who really want to stay with you. They just don't know about you yet. Absolutely. So tell us more about the process of working with you. Somebody's interested in your services. They really are looking to... Um, figure out the the secret sauce to building their customer relationship how do, how do they what what does the process of working with you look like so uh my process i think is is fairly similar to start with a, a lot of copywriters but then i go into a lot more detail uh so first i'm going to ask you to sign up for a call uh you know it's a quick chat it's about 20 minutes and we're going to talk about your goals and we're going to talk about uh not only the project you have in mind, but what success looks like for that project. Because a lot of people, they may think, oh, I want to start a blog. I want to create more emails. But then they don't have in mind, what does success look like for that? Especially with a lot of the companies I've worked with who have very complex and long sales processes, you know, a single page isn't going to make their sale. So what is success? How do you measure that? Because I'm all about measuring and tracking what actually works and what doesn't. So first we're gonna get on the phone, we're gonna hop on a phone, we're gonna have a chat. And if we decide to work together, then from there, you know, you'll do all the paperwork and the boring mind numbing stuff. And from there, we're gonna have an introduction call. It's gonna be an hour long call where we're gonna dive really deep into what you're expecting from the project and what your goals are, all the materials that you've sent me, we're gonna go over those, really getting to know your company and making sure that I understand what your goals are and I understand your market and I understand all of your products that you're trying to promote and everything like that. From there, it's going to be research mode. So most often, uh, a lot of my clients come to me and we get a site audit done first because it's really hard to fix something if you don't know what's broken. So that site audit, as I mentioned, it's a 15 to 20 page document. So I'm going to get into research mode. I'm going to find out how are people finding you right now? What are the keywords that you're appearing for? What are the keywords you want to appear for? What do your competitors look like? How do they fare? How does the experience on their site compare to the experience on your site? 
once you get that document, it can be a really overwhelming amount of information. So then we jump on another call and we go over it. We share our screens. I point out all the different things I talk about on my screen so you can see exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm going over and you can ask any questions that you might have because I, I really wanna make sure that you have all of your questions answered before we move on to the next step. And the next step is usually, you know, we'll do, uh, we can move to a project basis, we can move to a retainer style. It really depends on what my client needs and what my client is looking for. Um, you know, people view a website as a one-time deal and that's not really the case. A website needs to be continually updated, but you wanna make those first improvements and then we can move to the next step of the process because uh, your customer is not any one individual uh, point. They have a, a lot of different interaction that they need to build up that loyalty. So yes, they go to the website first, but then maybe they're interested in you know following you on social media. Maybe they wanna read blog posts. Maybe they just wanna get a weekly email or a monthly email from you. You know, whatever it is, we figure that out and then we slowly start to improve every step of the customer process and then, you know, when you do that next launch, suddenly you have a lot more engaged people. Awesome. It's always fun to listen to everybody's processes and how they get working because you you, you really do feel much more confident when somebody goes, this is exactly how I work and I'm I'm putting it out there so that, that we can move forward and get you the results that you want. So, Absolutely. I mean, so many of my clients, they'll, they'll mention to me, they're like, wow, you actually like have a process for, for working with me. I know what's going to happen next. And I really like that. I don't have to guess. So it's really important to be able to say, um, you know, here's what we're going to do first. Here's what's going to happen next. And then here's what's going to happen next. And all of those are personalized based on what you need. It's not really, you know, I'm not going to make you go create 15 blog posts. If your if your customers don't read blogs, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you're listening to this and you need to know how to increase your customer loyalty, give Kimberly a call. Well, that's a wrap. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters. We hope you found it both useful and entertaining. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, and you can learn more about me at TravelIndustryCopy.com and my wonderful co-host. I'm Bobby Lind, and you can learn more about me at ConversionHacker.com. Check us out at chattingwithcopywriters.com to view past episodes and look at the show notes. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review or rate us on your favorite podcast service like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss out on future episodes of Chatting with Copywriters.